0: You are now listening to the mind of John. My thoughts invade your thoughts don't necessarily reflect the views of Spotify. Your discretion to the boundaries of the imagination are advised. Care to share which we dare? Just click the link in the description and hit reply or voice your thoughts and now John. Hey guys. This is the John Podcast. My name is John. Welcome, podcasters, to episode number eight. What the Stream. What the Stream consists of our ways of consuming media. Now, you have a variety of different ways you can do this now. You have your phones, your laptops, your desktops, your televisions, your gaming consoles, and now more than ever, virtual. That's right. Using technologies like the Oculus Quest 2, I can download an application called Big Screen. Big Screen allows you to immerse yourself in the eyes of watching live TV or movies directly in the goggles themselves. So you become one with the experience in your own living space, but the way that it's done. It gives you the illusion that you're actually in a physical movie theater. Whether it be inside or outside, that's pretty much your choosing on how you customize the experience. You are right there. Now, there are some limitations that one will find because there's not a lot of apps to pick from for a big screen. Just, you know, most of the big players. However... Because there is a Firefox browser built in, you can use that website's abilities to type in, say, WatchSpectrum.com or Disney Plus or any of the other ones and use the web interface engulf the content there, including Pluto TV, just the same. So, yeah, it is immersing yourself. So here's what we're trying to shoot kick through. With so much content coming at you at full speed, are you watching current programming, or are you going back to the back catalogs to prior programming? For myself, I kind of bounce back and forth between Hulu, Spectrum TV, and, of course, HBO Max. Because it allows me to look at the back catalogs of services like French or even Doctor Who. Now, I it. I had seen just about every episode of, say, Doctor Who or, say, French. And, you know, there are a few episodes I may be kind of, you know, fuzzy about. In the sense, I may not remember all the little details. So, I thought, you know, what the heck... I would go ahead and re-explore certain shows and watch it from the very beginning, as if new, and just re-explore that in my own downtime. You know, is it that? No problem. You do it on your phone, you're getting the experience with your headphones in, which you're having to watch it on a little screen. Unless of course you have a big screen. And the big screen allows you to go to hplguys.com and sign in with your credentials. And now you're watching it in a theater, either by yourself with your friends or with other passer buyers if you've invited them into your showing. Very interesting. Very interesting So with the way okay. with the way this goes now I want to touch base on prior programming. Let's see if you remember this. In the past If you were, say, involved watching a TV series, you can say from experience that if the show is not doing well, the producers tend to glance through the ratings to make a determination. The fate of the series in the past if a show was not doing well the other networks would fight for it because they saw a different light than what the original creator did and it gave them an opportunity and a chance to re-energize the show and draw more viewers generally speaking but if none of the networks bid it this left them little options. to so either go direct to DVD or streaming. Streaming partners were very limited in that uh, time period. The networks were still tying and toying around with being streaming partners. Hulu was rampant but not as strong as it is now. It was still his early embassy as a media monster. And then, of course, he had Netflix, which, at the time, it was the go-to. But they, other than Doctor Who, and I think ER, they were still, you know, loading the ropes to what they could acquire the rights to. Here's my beef. I think the rating system needs to be renamed for programming. I also think there should be a dedicated channel or website that works on providing closure. Yes, I clearly understand where you're coming from. What I'm pitching is a very expensive studio to provide the resources to end the show correctly. Why is that a vital thing? Well, to some it may not mean a lot. But to the viewer that's been part of that show that has emotional ties to it, it has deep meaning. Probably say that's crap, maybe, but there is huge potential for a said channel, whether it be on Pluto, Tel TV, or Amazon Studios, or even Julio, Hulu, Hulu Studios, Julio. <laughs> not Julio, Hulu Studios. They have the backing in the endless funds, I should say, to provide such an experience. But what that? That's a really good question. Really good question. How do they even go about it? Well, that is for Topic altogether. What I'd like to know is what's been your go to programming that you just can't get enough of? Is there an on demand show that you were drawn to that you just can't go without? Do you go back and rewatch the same one over and over and over and over? Or have you taken on something new? I can't speak for all of you. But I've been attached to the backlog of French, which you can actually play now on HBO Max. Or like I said, if you acquire it, you can go to the browser, go to the big screen, and type in HBO Max. And from here, yes, from here, Watch it and immerse yourself in so ways you can't have I'll have more information about that. So that for now. I'm going to take a deep break. Be back. Okay. Man, Toast Crunch. You're looking at me. You're thinking of eating me. One word. No! Welcome to episode 8. This is the Ethan and John podcast. My name is John. You are driving with me as we go about our little quick errands trying to get to work. And this episode is going to be titled, What the Stream? What the Stream consists of your ways of pulling your ongoing content. Now, a lot of you defected from your cable companies like ourselves. The family decided early on, you know what, we're not using as much TV as we used to let's just rely physically on the string. In that thinking, we were physically using only Hulu, Pluto TV, and HD television, which was not really a biggie. It was a little antenna that we bought from Walmart. It picked up a pretty good radius of signal. You just jammed it on your wall, and the signal would just pull from within. Great idea. Although, as memories come back when you are dealing with a set signal there's going to be some static or there's going to be times where the signal will degrade and disappear again, you, you know. The fuzziness like if you see back in the old days. You remember moving the antenna around. Well, kind of same sense. You pull the antenna down and move it into a different spot of the house in order to regain signal strength. Yeah, that's a fun game to play. See, even more fun is when you go through the steps of moving to a new apartment and there is no set signal. And that was the issue we had when we came to the south side of the city. Wait. direction, I'm on the north. You were on the south. Okay, so anyways, being that we're on the other side, the signal in this particular section of Lake Line is a little bit less stronger. And because of that, the antenna design would, would not work for us. I moved that sucker every direction possible. And no matter what we tried, couldn't get a signal to work. Just, no-go. So locals were history. It's like, oh, great. So that left us the notion that we would have to make contact with Spectrum. Now Spectrum TV, whether you are a subscriber or a passerby, meaning that you just wanted for the TV service, you could get a product called Spectrum Choice, which basically means all your locals are free. But, you would pick 10 channels that you favored, and those would become your program. In the past, Spectrum TV came with a, a basic DVR function recording for up to 20 hours, I believe it was. And it also included channels like TV, HDTV, and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Along with Nickelodeon. Something changed along the way, and the tier system was no longer what it was. In our first attempt, spectrum choice did not come with GSM TV. So when we renewed it, they didn't tell us this. It was a bust. During the provisional process, it worked for a short bursts of less than I want to say maybe 25, 30 minutes, and then it died. Call back customer service, and they tell you right up front, this tier is no longer supported. You have to go to the next tier, tier 2. Fine. Right. So you go from $30 to almost 60 bucks. A little bit of an increase. No DVR support, unless you pay for the extra add on. Bolt on, as they call it. And it still didn't have the channels that we wanted. Okay, call them back. Yeah, that tier's not supported. You have to go to the, the final tier. Tier 3? I have to go to Tier 3 to get GSM television? Are you kidding me? So, here we are. Now, mind you, GSM TV is not something that you can buy direct. It should. You listening back on? Sell the channel direct. Customers will go directly to you. Huh, genius, right? Should've thought of that before. Anyways... Tier 3, fine, reluctantly, acquired the said channel package. Now I have all my missing channels and a third of the channels I'll never use in my entire lifetime. But, stuck with them. But this time around, to try to help, you know, shave the cost, they tell me, well, you know, you are in an area that is supporting the ability to downgrade the cost simply by allowing a recurring credit of $30 off your internet bill. This is something that all of you are eligible for if you meet certain criteria and qualifications. There's a KB. You have to go to a special website, you have to fill it out, and then they give you a confirmation code. You have to hang up, call back with confirmation code. Then they apply the code to your package And then within what, three, four, maybe six weeks or so, the discount is a reoccurring lapse to your service. Now, mind you, we were only using internet. We turned off the phone. We turned off the TV. We were only paying for one product. But now this was speeding. We had the internet at 200 megabits, and we had the Spectrum TV service for live coverage on demand through our Roku, Android, and phones devices from two, five, or six users. All right, so, recurring credit eventually. As they say, this credit will work until the government pulls the program down the line. So it could be an ongoing thing for quite some time. It all depends who's running the show for the time being. We'll see how that plays out. So, so remember what we said. Originally, you chose a path to reduce your overall cost. You picked little atoms for things that were of interest to you. Hulu has been part of our family from the very beginning. It's a no-brainer. It has all our content curated. And even if somebody interrupts your programs, you could always rely back on Hulu to see the entire episode or series or movie without that interruption from an emergency broadcast or an important message from so-and-so. You know what I'm talking about. You were, you know... Vital pieces of information that was supposed to draw your attention away... But it would preempt your program, and it would infuriate you, because now you're not going to see it, so unless you had a way to watch it later, sorry, your recording included that preemption. Oh, this is the magic of on-demand and online systems, they're getting the direct feed from the creator themselves therefore, there is no preemption. We learned that long ago, and when we figured that out, we realized, you know, even if I missed this episode, I can go back and watch this on Hulu in all its glory. So, when you start putting two and two together, you start to realize it's more importance. That I don't have to stop what I'm doing in order to see something. Which, kind of a rele- validated the whole idea of being a guide. Do you remember the TV Guide piece of paper that had vital information that told you what time something was on, and you relied on it for the interviews and stories? Now that all of us use internet for all of our needs and capabilities, maybe not as much as you've used in the past versus now subscribe to those papers, and they know it. So they panicked. They had to convert to digital formats. And they, you know, entice you. Hey, buy this paper and I'll give you a special unlock code for the digital version of our said paper. All of them have a paywall. Did you notice that? Something changed in the way that your news was being consumed. They figured out that things like being in Google were finding some kind of backdoor, per se directly to the source of the story. And how that is done, which is something I'm learning recently myself, is when you either write a podcast or a post on your website, you fill in some little bits of data. The data is how it agitates across the internet. This could be information relating to what is the post about, the meta description, along with how it's agitated. And all this information fits into what it calls an RSS stream which is little bits of information that curates all of your posts in numerical or alphabetical order, which helps the system agitate that information based on what you are providing to them, including the major players. So all this information is being categorized and and cataloged across the internet. So when you do a search on a word or phrase or a story, the internet scrapes the source. It looks for the description of the meta based on what you typed. And then it pulls the results. Now, if you typed in something that beat the meta scores over the other competitors, then your story would be up first. And when you click it, it would bring up that entire story if you said provided it. But if you locked it under a password or some kind of paywall, you would get like a click of that information. And then it would nag you to buy a subscription in order to hear or read the rest of the story. This is a very common practice that's now behind those paywalls that we just talked about. And because of those new methods that were being forced upon everyone, you started seeing that there was less and less stories for you to see the news unless you were reading it directly from the source like Bing News, Yahoo News, ABC News. Things that were open to the general public without a subscription base needed. So little by little, your news, your articles started to get lesser and lesser unless you were subscribed. And that is going to tie into something else that we're going to talk about on the next episode. Subscription. Because all of us have to subscribe to something in order to gain access. And that's kind of where Hulu based its whole design premise on, it was curated content from all the players because everyone had a share in the organization. Disney Fox, ABC, and even CBS at one point were all, you know, dumping their materials into their services. And it got huge. And the more and more the product became more ab- able to process through Hebo Desktop. They started to see, you know at let's partner with televisions and get that out there on the big screen. And then little by little, we started to see Hulu emerge into an actual application. And then people consumed it that way. So as, you know, television started to smart TVs and started to evolve, we started seeing the need for more service. So then you had other partners. Remember, Netflix was around the same time as Hulu. And Netflix content was mainly generated to back catalogs such as things go with like ER, Doctor Who, and all your sci-fi type programming. Movies, of course, were slowly rolling out into the on-demand feature of it because they were pushing the Netflix DVDs, a direct competitor to Blockbuster. And in doing so, you started seeing a shift. The shift came. It got chaotic. Because then it became a rush. Who wants what? You can have borrow your password? Or got time to watch this? All right, we're gonna go ahead and continue on where we left off. So, I want to get your input on this. We are the type of family that does everything through streaming capabilities and needs. and includes live TV. Originally, we had tried out the idea of using... HD antenna. Well, it worked for the most part in our old apartments. We were able to get all our locals. No DVR ability... So if you missed it, ah, you just missed it. But you were able to pinpoint the timing because the guide would extract that information for a few days at a time. And it wasn't bad, it was just annoying. Here's the thing. We moved to our new apartment recently, Providence, and it turns out Providence Reserve is on the outskirts of the city so unless you were using a very high powered antenna outside not so much inside you're not going to get squat remember the antenna from the other apartment was working decent It's on the top level of you know, tier 2 which is basically floor 2 we had uh, upper ability to pull the atmosphere to a decent signal. I tried everything. I moved it, I picked it up, I aimed it at the wall. I even moved over, I even went so far as to stick directly into the window. Nothing. Nothing. I had a choice. Choice. Spend a good 70 plus dollars or more on an HD powered antenna. which meant there was a 50-50 chance it wasn't going to work. Or, bite the bullet and make arrangements with Spectrum's programming through their interface for Roku, Android, iPhone, iPod, whatnot. We've had it before. It's called Spectrum Choice. And we thought, you know, had it before. We pick our 10 favorite channels and, uh, no biggie, right? Uh, yeah. About that. So, two things changed. One, DVR was no longer a la carte. We had to pay for that. It was a little grocery feature. Okay, fine. So, we debate about that. No, we can do that. Alright. Now, remember, previously, programming was based off of standard cable and digital tier, which means, I guess, class two, you were able to get most channels as part of your package. All your levels were free in the package, and then you would pick ten, I guess, not premium stations, but they were, above standard, cable they were part of your 10 select channels that you would choose from and they would work (sighs) licensing has changed that was they wouldn't let us have GSM they wouldn't let us have Hallmark Movies and Mysteries Mm -hmm. there was like five channels that we couldn't have because they said oh that changed so now you have to go with our next tier Hmm. Okay. So I went from a $30 package to like a $60 package. Alright, fine. I'll take the tier. Let me just make sure I have GSN. That was a whole big reason why we agreed to this thing. It worked for about 25 minutes. Then the channel went dead. That's weird. You know what happened? It was in the middle of what they call his provisioning. Come. Give it an hour, they said. Alright, fine. Now, two hours had passed. GSM was nowhere in sight. Nor was Movies, and Mysteries. So now it's a question of what the heck is going on here? Call them again. On hold for 25, maybe 30 minutes. Trying to pass sign, with the phone, finally someone answers the line. I explain, you're my second person I've talked to in the last 30 minutes changing my TV package twice. This is gonna be my third, most like package change, because you won't give me the channel that I was expecting to get in the first tier. Oh yeah, you gotta go with our premium package. So I have to go to tier two in order to get tier one? What? This was no longer making any sense at this point. Three channels that were originally part of tier one had been moved to tier two, which is a more expensive digital package. Again, watch this, no DVR. They won't give it to you unless you pay an additional four or $6. So again, we're like, you know what? I'm already spending more than I originally intended to. It's why I left your cable programming to begin with. And I'm right back at the very beginning. I was about to go, you know what, maybe I really don't want these channels anymore. I was right about there. And then they dropped this in my lap. You know, you're in one of our areas where you can redeem a reoccurring credit for a period of time. And it's going to help reduce the cost of the internet. Okay, I'm listening. So. I'm running 200 megabytes of internet. I needed it at the time because I was working from home before I started working for the school. During this period, we needed a lot of broadband because the kids were also working or doing their schoolwork from home. And it got a little complicated along the way because there wasn't really much choices or abilities to choose from. We tried the lower tier. 100 megs, forget it. If you have kids that are streaming, playing video games, and you're trying to work, there's a fair chance you are going to buffer. Even if you have a decent modem, buffering is going to be your issue. So, prior to that experience, we were brought up to 200 megabits for an extra $30 increase to the bill. So, we ditched the phone, And all I had was, at the time, internet. That was it. Internet. Because remember, we were for a while, we were using the ability of HD antenna. And when that quit working, if we were planning to, the only other choices were to either invest into a more powerful antenna or to pick a broadband TV provider, which falls into place... Of Hulu? YouTube? Sling? Or Fubu? Oh. So... Here we are. Fighting this thing. Over and over and over. over. I finally come to a conclusion. You know what? I'm gonna quit fighting. You're gonna give me a reoccurring credit for however long this runs... And what they said was, until the government closes the program. So this is that special credit that you can apply to if you meet certain requirements for your internet services, uh, hotspot, or a cell phone. Now, let's be honest. If you go the route of a cell phone, it is going to be unlimited data. But you will hit a threshold to slow you down data cap. And then it's hardly worth the effort at that point. Hotspot. It is not an unlimited hotspot. A hotspot plan is only going to give you about maybe 5 or 10 gigs per month. Although effective and nice, what if you're in an area where the hotspot won't work? getting the benefit of that product. Whereas taking $30 off of your reoccurring internet bill, this made more sense because it would be beneficial for us in the long term because it actually would reduce the physical bill and offset some emergent cost. So in this case, this was a no brainer That's the path that they took. That they initiated, that I had to enable, and <laughs> called them back a fifth time because they couldn't do it on this call. So, like, sure, John, we can go ahead and get that taken care of. Oh, whoa, oh, whoa. Do you have your confirmation code? My confirmation, who? Yeah, go on this website, fill out the thing, choose that you're going to redeem it for the cables, uh, internet package, and then call us back again to customer service who will apply the code to your reoccurring bill. It should take about two, maybe three, maybe possibly four billing cycles before you see this recurring credit. Hit it. Huh? So, in real time it's there, but it hasn't appeared on my bill yet. So it's still a pending transaction to be So I guess that means for the first few months while I'm living in my new apartment, the cable bill will be a little bit high. Did you know that the cable companies took away your haggling abilities? Yeah. Because all of us went streaming, because all of us started, you know, leaving, that means they didn't have a lot of wiggle room. So when you threaten to leave them, and they realize that you aren't going to be no more beneficial to them. They cut you loose. They'll let you go. So if you become a hassle, and you're like, you know, I, I'll just leave. They're like, well, good luck. But I will bill you. <laughs> so those days are gone. That wiggle room is history. So you just, you endure this craziness. And, and you realize, I right, so That's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'll go that route. I'll, I'll get this thing. And it finally works sometimes. So with it working partially, that means there's some other little hiccups. Hiccup one that I noticed is huge. Roku did an update. This update is not recognizing the facts I told it, turn caption off, leave caption off, don't turn caption back on. Caption continuously comes back on. Even if I tell that episode or video, you know it, don't run caption. Okay. Soon as you turn the channel, captions on. Seriously? Why am I selecting no caption if you're gonna put caption? Spectrum has its own glitch. It wants you to favorite the channel that you go to the most. You can't. It used to be using the star in Roku. would let you navigate to the list and pick the episode, the well, episode, channel that you wanted it to remember as a favorite. So then when you would, you know, launch the Spectrum app on your device and you would choose the prompts, to um, to load the favorites we'd say the error are, are no favorites oh okay well if I push the star navigate my menu surely add its favorites is that no no well, the option that tells you what the channel is about the description to reply crazyness. We'll cover more about this. For now, we're going to take a pause and we'll be back in a little bit. Thank you for listening to the EtherDrunk podcast. Be right back.